Welcome to Making Your Mark with God, with your host, Sapphire Berry, where you'll find encouragement from the scriptures and discover how to run the race marked out for you. Now, here's Sapphire. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Sapphire with Milk and Honey Ministries, and I am not teaching today out of my book. I'm teaching out of the book of Judges 11, dealing with integrity. Come on now. You know, that's one of my topics. That's something that I'm truly trying to live before the Lord is walking in integrity because there's so little of it everywhere, anywhere throughout the earth realm. Everybody, so many people, let me put it this way, are are manipulative, backbiting, cheating. Uh, I'm do you before you do me. Trying to get ahead and they'll walk on and sell their mama for that M-O-N-E-Y. And integrity means so much today in our world, in our own personal character. You know, it still boils down to is your yay, yay, and your nay, nay. Can God trust us? So, praise the Lord, I'm dealing with that subject today out of Judges, but I still want to remind you to get a copy of my book, Run the Race Marked Out for You, and you can always go to Milk and Honey Ministries at gmail.com or Making Your Mark with God at gmail.com. Uh, and check out my podcast. I think it's super making your mark with God.com. One word, one whole word, no spaces. Because if you put any spaces in it, it'll take you someplace else. Making your mark with God.com. One whole word. But you can always order my book on my podcast. So let's jump into the word. I'm going to be reading again out of Judges 11, and I'm going to read the entire chapter. And I'm reading it out of the Message Bible, but it's really good. A lot of truths, a lot of points that are relevant for our life today. And it's really something that it's going to make you think. So let's start in verse one. Jethro, the Gileadite, was one tough warrior. He was the son of a prostitute, but Gilead was his father. Meanwhile, Gilead's legal wife had given him other sons. And when they grew up, his wife's sons threw Jethro out. They told him, you're not getting any of our family inheritance. You're the son of another woman. So Jethro fled from his brothers and went to live in the land of Tob. Some riffraff joined him and went around with him. Some time passed and then the Amorites started fighting Israel. When the Amorites, excuse me, with the Amorites at war with them, the elders of Gilead went to get Jethro from the land of Tob. They said to Jethro, come, be our general, and we'll fight with the Amorites. But Jethro said to the elders of Gilead, but you hate me. You kicked me out of my family home. So why are you coming to me now? Because you are in trouble? Right. The elders of Gilead replied, that is exactly right. We've come to you to get you to go with us and fight the Amorites. You'll be the head of all of us, 
all of the Gileadites. Jethro addressed the elders of Gilead. So if you bring me back home to fight the Amorites and God gives them to me, I will be your head. Is that right? They said, God is witness between us. Whatever you say, we'll do. Jethro went along with the elders of Gilead. The people made him their top man and general. And Jethro repeated what he had said before God as at Mizpah. Then Jethro sent messengers to the king of the Amorites with a message. What's going on here that you have come into my country picking a fight? The king of the Amorites told Jethro's messengers because Israel took my land when they came up out of Egypt from the Arnon all the way to the Jabbok and to the Jordan. Give it back peaceably and I'll go. Jethro again sent messengers to the king of the Amorites with the message. Jethro's word, Israel took no Moabite land and no Amorite land. When they came up from Egypt, Israel went through the desert as far as the Red Sea arriving at Kadesh. There Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom saying, let us pass through your land, please. But the king of Eden wouldn't let them. Israel also requested permission from the king of Moab, but he wouldn't let them cross either. They were stopped in their traps at Kadesh. So they traveled across the desert and circled around the land of Edom and Moab. They came out east of the land of Moab and set camp on the other side of the Arnon. They didn't set foot in Moabite territory, for Arnon was the Moabite border. Israel then sent messengers to Shehad, king of the Amorites at Hishbon, the capital. Israel asked, let us pass Please, through your land on our way to our country. But she, but Shehan didn't trust Israel to cut across his land. He got his entire army together, set up camp at Jahaz, and fought Israel. But God, the God of Israel, gave Shehan and all his troops to Israel. Israel defeated them. Israel took all the Amorite land all Amorite land from Arnon to the Jabbok and from the desert to the Jordan. It was God, the God of Israel, who pushed out the Amorites in favor of Israel. So who do you think you are to try to take it over? Why don't you just be satisfied with what your God, Shemash, gives you? And we'll settle for what God, our God, gives us. Do you think you're going to come off better than Balak, son of Zephor, the king of Moab? Did he get anywhere in opposing Israel? Did he risk war? All this time, it's been 300 years now that Israel has been living in Hishbon and its villages in Ariar and its villages, and in all the towns along Arnon. Why didn't you try to snatch them away then? No, I haven't wronged you, but this is an evil thing that you are doing to me by starting a fight. Today, God, the judge, will decide between the people of Israel and the people of Ammon. But the king of the Amorites refused to listen to the word of Jethro had sent him. 
God's spirit came upon Jethro. He went across Gilead and Manasseh, went through Mizpah of Gilead, and from there approached the Amorites, the Ammonites. Jethro made a vow before God. If you give me a clear victory over the Ammonites, then I'll give to God whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in one piece from among the Ammonites. I'll offer it up in a sacrificial burnt offering. Then Jethro was off to fight the Ammonites and God gave them to him. He beat them soundly all the way from area to the area around Minnith as far as Abel, Karamim, 20 cities, a massacre. Ammonites brought to their knees by the people of Israel. Jethro came home to Mizpah. His daughter ran from the house to welcome him home, dancing to tambourines. She was his only child. He had no son or daughter except her. When he realized who it was, he ripped his clothes saying, oh, Dearest daughter, I'm dirt. I'm despicable. My heart is torn to shreds. I made a vow to God and I can't take it back. She said, dear father, if you made a vow to God, do to me what you vowed. God did his part and saved you from the Ammonite enemies. And then she said to her father, but let this one thing be done for me. Give me two months to wander through the hills and lament my virginity, since I will never marry, I and my dear friends. Oh, yes, go, he said. He sent her off for two months. She and her dear girlfriends went among the hills, lamenting that she would never marry. At the end of the two months, she came back to her father. He fulfilled the vow with her that he had made. She had never slept with a man. It became a custom in Israel that for four days every year, the young women of Israel went out to mourn for the daughter of Jethro, the Gileite. Okay, now let's cut this thing up. Amen. Amen. Uh, woo. Starting in verse one, where it says Jethro, the Gileite was one tough warrior. He was the son of a prostitute, but Gilead was his father. Okay. He was the, he was a man of responsibility. This is what I want to bring out. How do I know? Because he took his son and raised him as opposed to him being raised in the environment of whoredom and prostitution, because some of the translation call her a prostitute and others a whore. But see, he pulled his son out and raised him himself. So to me, right here, it starts off saying where it shows he was a man of responsibility and integrity. See, integrity represents so many things. He stood for something. He represented something. He wasn't a leaf just blowing in the wind with no principle, with no value, with no morals. No, he stood for something and he went and got his son and raised him with his wife and the other sons that he had had through this wife. And look at verse three. Verse three says, then Jethro fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of, of Tob. And there were gathered vain men 
of Jethro and went out with him. Vain men, like it's dealing with men of no character, like thugs, uh, gang members, because some of some of the other translations break it down. But what I gather from this is a reproach. See, because he was approaching among his own family and friends and country because they kicked him out or they told him you'll have no inheritance and he left. But a reproach will make you gravitate towards whoever accepts you. I've heard gang members say this very thing in terms of why they joined the gang. You know, when the question was asked to them and they said because they were accepted. See, approach will make you gravitate towards whomever accepts you. And look at verse four. Verse four says, and it came to pass in process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. Who were the Amorites? I'm saying this wrong because there were Amorites and Ammonites. Who were the Ammonites? Because this is who we're dealing with here. They were the descendants of Lot. Remember where Lot had two daughters and the two girls got him drunk? They were living in a cave and one had sex with him one night and the other one had sex with him the next night. These descendants, because the two daughters became pregnant and these descendants were the Moabite and the Ammonite nation. And God was favorable towards them because they were Lot's descendants. See, God is a fair God and he gave everybody something. He gave everybody a piece of land, a lot, because the earth is big enough. See, if man wasn't so greedy like Putin right now, killing all these people because he wants to take their land. This is a prime example of greed like Putin. Man, there's every it's it's enough land for everybody. Don't you know this world is big enough for the people who are here? Come on now. And God is a fair God. And I want to jump down to verse seven. How verse seven talks about and Jethro said unto the elders of Gilead, did not you hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why are you come unto me now when you are in distress? And how the Bible talks about there's nothing new under the sun. How people will throw you away, then use you to meet their needs. And he agrees because he wants to go home and, of course, be accepted. So he agrees. And let's examine verse 10. Verse 10 deals with, and the elders of Gilead said unto Jethro, the Lord be witness between us. If we do not so do according to thy word. See, he's calling them out. You're going to make this commitment before God, because if you don't keep it, you got to deal with God about it. And look at verse 11. Then Jethro went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jethro uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. 
Okay, Mizpah is where Jacob and Laban made a marriage, a commitment before God. And this city is like labeled or like associated with God, like Israel is today, that God's presence is in that place. And he hears, you know, like the God of Israel. How many times do you see in the Bible, Old Testament and New, the God of Israel? God is the God of Israel. Mizpah was like that during this time. So Jethro, you know, had the elders make the vow before God in Mizpah. Like, God hears all of this. Come on now, where your word is yay, and you mean yay, and you're sticking by yay. You're not being double-minded and all over the place because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Come on now. Integrity means something. Our word means something. And, And let's jump down to verse 24. Verse 24 says, Will not thou possess that which Shemesh thy God giveth thee to possess? So whomsoever the Lord our God shall drive out from before us, them will we possess. See, whatever God has given us, we're going to keep it and fight for it. Hear me now. This principle also applies today. God has given us a lot. There is a lot for us. There's something God has set aside for us. If you belong to him, come on now. I just quoted it. There's nothing new under the sun. If he was faithful to them, then don't you know that he's faithful to his people today? The Bible says that God is a God that changeth not. If he was faithful then, he's faithful now. See, that's where it boils down to do we trust God? Do we believe him? Are we standing on his promises? And if we're standing on his promises and believe him, don't you know he's going to come through for us? Amen. Look at verse 25. And now art thou anything better than Balak, the son of Zephor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel or did he ever fight against them while Israel dwelt in Heshbon and her towns and in Ariar and her towns and in all the cities that be along the coast of Arnon? Three hundred years why, therefore, did you not recover them within that time? See, did they try to come against Israel then? No. And had 300 years to do so. Now, what makes you think you're going to do it? He, he, he's laying it out. He's telling them. See, you had 300 years to do it and you didn't do it. Now, what makes you think if it was right and if it was theirs and if it was yours, then why didn't you guys try to claim it during that time frame? And you coming now? No, you lying. And the truth is not in you. And I see straight through you. And if they didn't get no victory, do you think you going to get it? See? Come on now. He warns them. Look at verse 28. See, he warns them. How be it 
the king of the children of, of Armon, hearken not unto the words of Jethro, which he sent him. He warned them, but they blew it off and got defeated. And look at verse 30 and verse 31. And Jethro vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, if you shall without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hand, then it shall be that whosoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, it shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jethro passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them. This eats at my soul because I cannot understand why he would make a vow like that, not knowing who or what would be the first to come out of his door. I know he was coming from a place of pure sincerity, like, Lord, I need the victory here. But God would have honored whatever vow he made as long as he kept it. See, some tells us the righteous cry, the Lord hears and delivers, delivers us out of all our troubles. God would have honored whatever vow he made. He didn't have to vow that. And verse 34 says, and Jethro, drop down to 34, and Jethro came to Mizpah unto his house. And behold, his daughter came out to meet him with trembles, with tambourines, and with dancing. And she was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. And 35, and it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said, Ah, alas, my daughter. Thou hast brought me very low, and thou art the one of them that troubled me. For I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot go back. And she said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to that which hath proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord has taken vengeance for thee, of thine enemies, even of the children of Ammon. Woo, come on now. He was devastated in great misery, pain, hurt, and regret. But in spite of his regret and error, he honored his word to that degree. Come on now, because many would have said, Lord, I made a mistake. Forgive me. But Jethro honored his word and offered his daughter as a burnt offering unto the Lord, which in reality was against the law. See, Israel was not supposed to offer no, no, no live sacrifices in, in terms of people unto God. But Jethro had been in the, in the city of Topsy and how the Bible talks about a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. And he made this vow unto God. But where what I'm dealing with here of in spite of what he said and what he vowed, he kept it. 
He kept it. He walked in integrity before God and offered his daughter as a sacrifice unto God in spite of everything. And I want us to go to Ecclesiastic 5. I want to look at something there. Because it, it's so relevant and it's so right on time for everything that has just happened in this story. See, and starting in verse 1, Ecclesiastics 5.1, and I'm reading it out of the King James. He says, keep thy foot when you go into the house of God. And be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash. See, be not rash with your mouth and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. And when I look that up, it's undue haste, a lack of caution. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. For a, a dream cometh through the multitude of business and a fool's voice is known by multitudes of words. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he have no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. See, Jethro did that. He vowed unto God and he paid it in spite of the pain and the regret and the hurt. Ooh, and the agony. Come on now. And the devastation because it was his child, his only child who came out to meet him and greet him. See, and Ecclesiastic 5 says, 5-5, five, five, better it is that thou should not vow than that thou should vow and not pay. Suffer, meaning allow not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thine hands? Ooh, come on here, somebody. See, and look at verse one again, where he says, Keep your foot when you go into the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools because they consider not that they do evil. Guard your steps. Don't be so fly and flippant. How the Bible talks about being sober in our minds. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ooh. This, this ministers to me. I hope you're able to glean, to pull something from this message that ministers life to you about walking in integrity and being sober in our minds and not being a fool and flippant, you know, and a loose noodle and running off at the mouth and just saying any old thing without giving it thought. Come on now. Because it talks about, oh, where is that over? I think it's in Matthew where it talks about like the angels are recording and um, God hears and you're going to be justified by your words. You're going to be justified and by your words, you're going to be condemned. Come on now. We got to watch it. Come on. We got to watch it. We got to watch it. Then because we want to be people of integrity where we're not a fool, number one, where God, you know, doesn't 
like cast us off. You know, that like I'm not, not listening to anything that they got to say because they're loose noodle and there's no integrity in their words. I mean, there's so much to glean and to pull out of this. Amen. Praise the Lord. I love you. The Lord love you and bless you with the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Don't forget to go to my uh, website, www.runningtheracemarked.foryou or go to my podcast uh, website, Making Your Mark With God, www.makingyourmarkwithgod.com. All one word, no space. And order my book or um, listen to any podcast that I have there. Or you can always reach me at milk in small in honey at gmail.com, milk and honey ministry at gmail.com. Um, you, there's several ways you can always reach me and get a copy of my book. Or if you want to send me a note, or if you want to, you know, just have a conversation with me, you can always reach me. I just speak the blessing of the Lord upon you, the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Making Your Mark with God. To catch all our past episodes, visit makingyourmarkwithgod.com.